Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here is a sample of what you'll be hearing today. When you hear his word and allow his word to change you, allow his word to change the way you live, change the way you act. When his word has a reaction in you and produces fruit, it gives you power with God. Hallelujah. Power with God to overcome every adversary in every situation in your life. But you must allow it to uh, take root in you. You must allow it to change you. You must accept his word. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Focus on Christ. It is important for you more than ever to focus on Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is what our Father is saying from heaven. You must focus on Jesus. You must focus on Christ. You must focus on Christ in this hour. Now, today we'll be speaking from the subject of choked, from the subtitle of choked. I can't breathe. Something cannot breathe. And we're going to show you this today in the word of God. But first, we're going to go into our confession. So I pray that you confess this with me today. All right. And it goes like this. And you can say along with me. Those of you that are home, of course, say along with us at home. And uh, let's go. Because of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I am forgiven. Colossians 1.14. All my sins have been washed away. 1 John 1.7. I have peace with God. Romans 5.1. I have been made the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21. I am forever perfected and sanctified, being made holy. Uh, Hebrews 10.14. I am not now, nor will I ever be condemned by God. Romans 8, 1. I am loved and accepted in the presence of God. John 3, 16, Ephesians 1, 6. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. 1 John 4, 17. Hallelujah. All right. So again, this is what the Father is saying right now. You're going to have to focus on Christ. You're going to have to focus on Christ. Focus on the Lord. And there, there's a picture that uh, it's not it, today. I wasn't planning to get into it, but you know the, the account with um, Peter walking on the water with Jesus, right? As long as he kept his focus, focus on Christ, then all the storm and all the waves did not affect him. I'm telling you, we're living in a time now of great storms and great waves, of great winds blowing and blowing and blowing, and, and people are being petrified and terrified. And, and uh, one thing you cannot do, and we'll see this today, uh, if it be the will of the Lord, we'll see this. Uh, you cannot allow the fear of the world to become your fear because God has already made supernatural provision for you. If you feel, if you're watching the news and you find yourself becoming fearful, intimidated or afraid, turn it off. Turn it off. Get into the word of God. Focus on Christ, because as long as Peter was focused on Christ, he did the impossible. 
He was a storm walker, and that's exactly what Father wants from his children. He wants you to be storm walkers. Hallelujah. He wants the world to be baffled. Wow, how are you able to do that? Because you're keeping your eyes focused on Christ. Say with me, I must focus on Christ. Hallelujah. You're going to have to keep his word in view. Now, let me tell you this very quickly. Let's go to Mark, the fourth chapter, Mark 4, uh, verse 3 through 12. We'll start here and then we'll go further on. I'm sure we won't be able to get to all of this today, but we will continue this the week after. The week after. Next week, uh, Pastor Nelson will be back up with us today. We celebrate him. We honor him in Jesus' name. Um, he'll be back up with us to share with us a word from the Lord. Then I'll be back the week following that. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Uh, so Mark, the fourth chapter, verse, third, verse uh, three, rather, verse three through 12. I'll read it. This is very familiar text. And it says here, listen. Uh, this is out of the New Living Translation. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. King James says, uh, what, stony ground, right? It's, and it goes on to say here, uh, the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon withered uh, under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants so they uh, produce no grain still other seeds fell on fertile ground and they sprouted grew and produced a crop that was 30 60 and even a and even a hundred times as much as had been planted then he said anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to what? To who? Outsiders. To outsiders. That's very important to outsiders so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Now, the Lord says here, the outsiders, the outsiders, and I'll tell you this, the outsiders are those who who hear the word but refuse to allow it to change them. They hear the word but refuse to allow it to change them. Uh, they, won't let the, they won't let the word of God, the seed of God, take root in them and ultimately change the way they live. In contrast, those who hear the word and allow it to change them through obedience, they will see the fruit of God uh, revealed in their lives. And they will actually have power with God. They will actually have power to make a demand on the anointing of God. When you hear his word, 
and allow his word to change you. Allow his word to change the way you live, change the way you act. When his word has a reaction in you and produces fruit, it gives you power with God. Hallelujah. Power with God to overcome every adversary in every situation in your life. But you must allow it to uh, take root in you. You must allow it to change you. You must accept his word. Now, the Lord says here, and I love this out of the uh, NIV. It says that, and uh, verse number 11, in the latter part of verse 11 says, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders outsiders so let's talk let's look a little bit about the outsiders now uh, let's go to mark third mark the third chapter mark three and let's look at verse 31 through 35 mark uh three verse 31 through 35 again now the new living translation and it says then jesus's mother and brothers came to him they stood where outside they stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, your mother and your brothers are where? Outside asking for you. Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who is my uh, brothers? Rather, who are my brothers? Then he looked at, looked at uh, those around him and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does, anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Now, in this particular case, even though Mary, the mother of Jesus, and uh, James and his other brothers were, were standing outside, they were outside, but they were not outsiders. You got me? They were outside, but they weren't outsiders. But we do see here a very divine picture is that they had a relationship with Jesus that they could call upon him, put a demand upon him based on relationship. Jesus was in the house doing business, but their voice reached from outside to inside to his ears. Because of their relationship with him, they could put a demand on the anointing, demand on his presence. Come out to me. Come out to me. Hallelujah. Because of the relationship. So Jesus told them because of their relationship, who is my mother? Who, is, who are my brothers and sisters? Who are those who can put a demand on the anointing that's in my life? Well, those who hear a word and allow that word to change them. Hallelujah. Allow it to change you. And one thing that you will find that a casual Christian will not thrive in this world. A casual Christian will merely survive, but they will not thrive. So if you want to thrive, if you want to be that storm walker, remember that same, same account, the other disciples were shaken in the boat, scared, but Peter was, so they were surviving the storm, but Peter was thriving in the storm, hallelujah, thriving the storm, doing the impossible. So God has called you and I, we have a divine opportunity to be storm walkers, to thrive in this next coming upheaval when things get really bad and 
they will get really bad. Understand something. That wave is coming not for you to be overcome, but for you to jump on it and ride it and ride it and surf your way through. Hallelujah. Surf it, baby. Ride that wave. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it gets worse. They say bad, bad, bad. Don't worry. There's an opportunity for you in the storm. Please hear that. God is giving you opportunities in the middle of the storm. Opportunities to see his goodness, his grace, and for his power to be revealed in you that were not there before, but they will be there in the time of the storm. Hallelujah. So when the world shakes and quakes, don't you do that because it simply tells you that your wave is coming. All you got to do is wait on the moving of the spirit. Jump on it. Hallelujah. He'll tell you what to buy, what to get, and what to do at the appropriate time. And you'll do that and you'll ride up. Hallelujah. And then when everything has calmed down and all of that stuff, you'll be left high. Hallelujah. Riding high. Glory to God. Possessing the thing that God has for you. Hallelujah. 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 But again, outsiders are officially those who who don't want they hear a word, but they don't want to do it. They don't want it to change them. Hallelujah. But those who are inside, who have a relationship with Christ, who allow the word to change them. Of course, Mary allowed the word to change her. She received the word of God quite literally, and it changed her. You saw physical effects on Mary's body as she was changed by the word. Hallelujah. So she was outside, but she was not an outsider. Question is, are you outside or are you an outsider? That's the thing. Hallelujah. You do have a, that relationship, firm relationship with him. All right, let's go on. Let's go back to Mark, Mark, uh, four, Mark 4, and we're going to read verse 13 through 19. And we're going to begin to close out shortly. Hallelujah. That's the season has changed. Mark 4, verse 13 through 19 says this. Then Jesus said unto them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all how will you understand all the other parables? The farmer uh, plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. All right, now here is the response of people. Right now, God is sowing a word. Jesus is the seed sower. He sows the word. Right now, this very moment, as you hear, the word of God is going forth as a seed. Right now, at this very moment, you're actually in the scripture. Now, you can allow that word to bounce off of you. And how do you know when it bounces off? No sooner than the door closes and the lights go off, you have forgotten everything that was said. Everything. You took nothing with you whatsoever. To you, that would be an outsider. And when the wave comes, you will survive but not thrive because the word did not produce in you. So we have to, and I'll give you keys. I'll give you keys about this. Let's go on a little bit further. Uh, Let's go. It said, um, yeah, those who hear the those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it. All right. The enemy comes and takes. But you are required now to take. Don't let the enemy steal it from you. Verse 16, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. We say, hallelujah, the 
this is so wonderful. I received the word. This is so wonderful. But let's see. It says, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. You see that? So this morning we, we get excited about, oh my God, a change is coming. Hallelujah. Um, God is releasing a fresh anointing, the day of atonement. Hallelujah. Cleansing power of God. We're going to get better and God's going to keep us through terrible storms. But as soon as somebody says something, why are you going up to that church? Why are you giving tithes and offerings? What's wrong with you? Why are you praying? What's wrong with you? God don't hear you. Oh, oh amen. Maybe you're right. I, I do need extra money. I don't know why. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. You must have been crazy. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It becomes unfruitful. Are you hearing? The moment the first problem comes up, oh, you got to pay this bill. Got this happen. This person said this. That person said that. Whew. And it's completely gone from you, and it's unfruitful. Verse 16, or rather verse 17. Verse 17 says, uh, but since they uh, don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Verse 18, the seed that fell among the thorns, and this is what we want to uh, really talk about today. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. Let's look at that same verse out of the King James. And it says here, Mark 4, 19 out of the King James. It says, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful now again jesus is the one who sows the seed now why is jesus sending the seed why is he sending it let's look at um psalm 107 verse 19 and 20 psalm 107 verse 19 and 20 reads like this out of the king james it says then they cried unto the lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses look at verse number 20 what's 20 saying he sent his word and what healed them and delivered them from their destructions. His word has healing and deliverance in it. You've been praying. You've been crying out to God for healing and for deliverance. So what does God do? He sends a word. He sends a word. Here is here's your answer. It's in seed form. Just take this and, and let it be implanted in your heart and it's going to grow and it's going to produce your answer. Send the word. But We'll fumble that word, don't hear it, let it go, or treat it lightly. The devil comes and takes it, or we allow uh, everything else to crowd it out. We allow problems to come, and well, well, maybe God didn't say that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't say that. So we get all this, and then what happens? We stay in the same cycle that we've been going, the same cycle of trouble. We stay in the same cycle of trouble, not because God wasn't faithful to give a word. He gave a word, but we were not faithful to uh, let that word rest on the inside of us and produce it. Are you hearing me? 
Now, look at the word choke for a moment. It says there that um, the cares of this life choked the word. It choked the word. Now, the word choke there uh, really means to press around or throng one so as almost to suffocate. In other words, to choke something means that it can't get enough oxygen. It can't get enough nutrients or it's not getting enough attention. In other words, something else is taking your focus. See that now? Something else is taking your focus. What are you allowing to take your focus? And so what is choking us? Let's look at these three things in reverse. Number one, he said, the Lord says we're getting choked by the lust of things. We got to have more and more stuff. And the stuff we think we need, we really don't need it. As, and you know, lust has a hold on you when you get stuff and you still want more stuff and you want more stuff. And you're living in the country, U.S., um, United States of America is a country of excess. Stuff, 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 stuff. As long as you keep getting more stuff, 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 then you, then you feel better about yourself. But uh, that's not the case. Uh, it's the lust of stuff, the lust of things that can prevent us from focusing on Christ. And then the Lord talks about the deceitfulness of riches, money, money and more money. Can you say more money? So it says the deceitfulness of riches. Listen to the deceitfulness of riches. It doesn't matter how much you get. You still need more. You can put in. Uh, you can put in hours and work overtime on work and overtime on work and and you get your paycheck and you look at it and you still need more and you still need more. It's the deceitfulness of riches. It's very deceptive. You work and put time in. You put a folk on the job. You do all of this to get this check and you get the check and you're still not satisfied. You still need more. It's deceitfulness of riches. The Lord said because of those things, we lose our focus on Christ. And the last thing he says here, which is the most important, I believe he said the cares of this life. The cares of this life or the cares of this world. What are cares? It's a big fancy word for worry. Worry causes us to lose focus on Christ. He says the, the cares of the world. Well, what are the cares of the world? Death. People concerned about the virus and the pandemic and all of that. Not having enough money, security or safety, uh, destruction of relationships and concerned about riots and joblessness and and the coming election, everybody's so terrified and so afraid. All of these are worries. Worries will crowd out the word in your heart and in your life. But understand, Jesus uh, has the word. And if you plant that word in your heart, and if you focus on what he said, focus on what Christ said, um, this is going to produce the answer that is needed in this hour. But if you focus on the world, what's happening, what's going on, you will allow all of those words to crowd out the word of God. And you'll be so fixated on what's happening outside that you won't pay attention to God's word. You won't give it any time, any attention, any air, any nutrients in your life. And then, of course, it, it will become unfruitful. You will, in effect, be choking it out. So the very word that God gave to deliver you, you'll choke it out and it will become unfruitful in your life. Now, again, let me give you this nine things and I will close out. I've been trying to keep this short for you today. Nine things that will help you to accept the word of God.
Because the Bible says that those who, the seed that fell on good ground are those who heard the word, received it, or accepted it. They accepted the word, received the word. They did that, and the word became fruitful. Now, there are nine things I want to give you. Number one, uh, hear the, if you're in church, of course, hearing the word, hear it again. Hear the word of God again. That's been lost in a lot of places. If, it's worse, if it, it was worse, worth hearing the first time, it's worth hearing the second time. Hear the word of God again. This is how you're going to accept the seed, receive the seed. Secondly, you're going to read or study and pray over the Bible verses you heard in the message throughout the week. This is how we pay attention to the word of God. This is how we feed it. Go over those Bible verses again. Don't just let them be notes in your Bible that you don't review anymore. Third, declare the word of God over your life so you can say, I am fruitful. I am fruitful. I am a fruitful. I am fruitful ground. I will produce. I will hear the word of God and put that word in action in my life. So you're declaring the word of God over your life. This is how you can accept the receive and accept the word of God. Fourth, spend time thinking about and considering and considering what you just heard. How often as soon as the door closes, you don't think about it anymore. That's just it. Someone asks you, what did you get out of it? You have no clue, no idea. No clue, no idea. Spend time thinking about or considering what has been said. What are you doing? You're giving time to the seed. You're not allowing the things of this world, uh, world to choke it out. You're not starving the word, but you're actually feeding the word within you. And five, talk about the message with others. Ask them what they got out of it. What did you get out of it? Talk about it. As you talk about what was said throughout the week, you talk about it. What is you talk about? It. I'm telling you, you are feeding that seed. You are giving nutrients to that seed. Six, ask yourself, how can, uh, how can you apply this to your life? How can I apply this to my life? How can I apply it? I heard the word, so how can I apply it? And seven, what changes do I need to make? You need to ask yourself, what changes do I need to make? What changes do I need to make? Eight, what is God saying to me? What is he saying to me? Why am I sitting in this building? Why am I, or even your time of prayer, what is God saying to me? What do I need to do? What changes do I need to make? You're listening for a word. And the last thing is, what is God telling me to do? What is he telling me to do? Consider all these things. What is he telling me to do? Now, hallelujah. In closing, I've been trying to get here. <laughs> In closing, it is important for you to hear from God. It is important for you to have a voice that you can trust, a voice that God has sent you to, a voice, because voices give words. Yes, God will communicate to you directly in times of prayer. Yes, he will. Absolutely. And we look for those rhema right now words. Yes, he can speak to you through a television set. He can talk to you through a donkey. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But the Lord will often have a voice, a voice in the earth. It could be the, the voice of a pastor, a voice of an apostle, a voice of, of a leader. And right now in the church, since we're talking about the voice of the pastor, the under shepherd, someone that regularly prays for you, intercedes for you, hears from, hears from God for you, and is talking to God concerning you. 
that individual will have a word for you. And if you hear that word, uh, that word will bring life into your heart if you receive it. Remember, God sent his word to heal and deliver you from destruction. Now, here's the thing. If you're in a church, and those of you that are here today and those of you that are joining us online, if you're in a church right now and you cannot trust, you feel like you cannot trust, I'm telling those in this room right now as well, you cannot trust the word that's been given, or you feel like, well, this is not for me anymore, then I will tell you, you're already too late. You must go now. Stop wasting time and find the voice that God has for you. Because the times are too dangerous for you to mess around with a word that was probably a good word, but meant for somebody else. You need the word that God is sending to you and to your family right now in this hour. Where is the word from the Lord? Are you hearing me? I won't get offended if you say, Pastor, you know what? I just feel Lord telling me to move on. I have so-and-so over there has my word. I must say, bless you. Let's pray with you. My God, I release you in Jesus' name. Go quickly and get your word. You got me? I'm not upset about it because I love you and your families, and I want you to get the word of God that is for you. Hallelujah. So I release you. I release you in Jesus' name. If you feel like this is not the place, then please go and find the place because we're in a dangerous time right now. And you cannot afford to be somewhere where God is not speaking to you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time that you've given us once again to gather around your word. And Lord, I do pray that we would keep our eyes focused on Christ in this hour more than ever before. Father, I pray that you would uh, put a check in everybody's heart, that they would be where they're supposed to be in this dangerous and crucial time, and that they would be in the place where their word is being poured out to them, where they receive life, where they receive the seed of God's word. And Father, I pray that it will not be too late, but they will arrive in the place where they should be and they will be attentive there and they will receive the word of life there and their lives will be changed. Their, their families will be saved, set free, healed and delivered because of the anointing that will be poured out in that place. Father, I pray that you would give them courage and boldness even to rise from where they are and go to that place where you are sending them. Father, I pray that we will not rest until we find that place of your choosing a place of your choosing where you will pour out the word and father if we are already in the place where we should be then father i pray that our heart should be open and receptive to hearing what you say and that we will do what you say and our lives will be changed and we will be those storm walkers that you called us to be that we would not just survive but that we would thrive in these last times in these last days Father, I pray for fresh anointing upon your people to hear your word, to hear your word and to manifest your glory in this hour and manifest your glory in this hour. Let the power of God fall on your people like never before. Let their ears be open to hear what you are saying, that they may do what you're telling them to do. Lord, because I know that you are a shepherd and we shall not want and in this day and hour you're causing us and calling us to rise up and to seek your face we must keep our focus on you like never before 
So Father, I pray for the fresh anointing to move into that place. And if we're in that place, a fresh anointing to hear without distraction and to receive and that the seed, the seed would take root within us and produce some 30, some 60, some 100 fold because your seed, Father, the seed of your word is not impotent. It is not impotent. It will produce once it is planted and deliverance will come. Healing will come. Change will come. So, Lord, we thank you right now in advance. Lord, we don't want to waste another day. We thank you, Lord God. We pray as we lay our head, as we get back in the car, God, even right now, you'll let us know where our place is. As we get back in the car, before we lay our head on a pillow, you'll let us know, Lord God. Father, I pray that we will feel our heart will be just so dissatisfied until we find the place that you have for us. Until we find that voice. Until we find that fellowship. Until we enter into that place. Because the days are short. And we must hurry. We must be about our father's business. So, Father, thank you for the grace that you're pouring out right now in this place, right here at the head of the year, right here at the head of the year, right here at the beginning of this new season, right here. You're giving us direction. And I pray, Father, let them that half an ear hear what the spirit is saying. Right place gives right blessings. Wrong place. Oh, you may still receive something, but it's nowhere near what you were supposed to receive. You must be in the right place at the right time. There's a double portion waiting on you in your season and in that place. So, Father, I pray your blessing upon all those that are here today and all those that are listening and watching from all around the world. And if they don't know the Lord Jesus... As our Lord and Savior, Father, I pray that today that they will know Christ, that you, my friend, will know Jesus and the free pardon of your sins. And if you don't know him, just, pre just, just repeat this prayer with me. There's, there's no special prayer. There's no special formula. You just have to believe. And let me lead you in this prayer. As long as you believe in your heart, I believe God will welcome you in. And just say, Father, I believe you. I believe in Jesus and I turn from my sins and I turn unto you and I ask you to forgive me and to restore me to proper fellowship with you through the blood of Jesus. Lord, I confess right now that I'm a sinner and I confess that I need you to save me and heal me and deliver me. So, Lord, I confess now as well that I believe in Jesus. Come into my heart, live in me, make me yours, and I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. And now, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm as sure for heaven as if I was already there. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. I give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Of God. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.